0: You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges. Follow your dreams and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Say it with me. Pray it with me together. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I open. I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. Say it, I'm God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, have your way in us. Father, I pray that you speak to every person watching this, whether on live stream or on replay. Father, I pray that you just speak to them, speak to all of us, Lord God, in a most personal way, and so that we will know that it is you, that it is you, oh, sweet Lord. Have your way in us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, I just want to say hi again to all of you who are joining us for this live stream here in the Feast Makati District, Feast at Home. Um, I see Sandra here. Um, I see San, I see Sandra here, and uh, we're, we're good. And uh, yeah, Sister Edna, hello. Okay, um, I, I, I one big message for for tonight is uh jesus's invitation always there's always an invitation and it's of all the invitation this is an invitation that does not expire and uh, I want to preach to you and our one big message is come to the feast come to the feast i'll tell you a story i i, I, I want you to imagine with me okay do you know that um um, there, there are so many religions in the world, and there are so many sects, and there's so many uh, beliefs. There are so many um, uh, faith um, or organizations. Um, and and, and um, what, is, what is funny and peculiar, oh, not peculiar, common in, 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 in a lot of religious organizations is that when we see people... Who, when we meet people who do not agree with our faith, when we meet people who who believe otherwise, like if you're a Catholic or uh, and and you meet someone who's not, it is very easy to judge. And um, I know a lot of friends who are very Christ-centered, but when it comes to that, they they they, they judge very quickly. And I I think there's there, there's this holier than thou, um, holier than thou attitude when it comes to people who don't believe our faith, people who 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 kind of skewed or, or or people that we don't uh, see eye to eye when it comes to our beliefs. But but you know, as as I as I study the Word of God and as I study the ways of God, and as I strive to know Jesus more, and God more, here's what I know, and here's what I believe, and I will strongly say this, that God is building a kingdom that embraces everybody more and more. If you try to study the life of Jesus, you will see while he knew what was important, what was essential, to our faith, while he knew the truth. In fact, truth—the truth—is not an idea; it's a person, and it's Jesus. Jesus said, "I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life." But in spite of saying that, Jesus was introducing a kingdom that embraces everybody, whatever your beliefs are. And here's what I—here's what I—here's uh, um, what I think. Okay. Um uh wait uh, I'm I'm just checking my microphone. Uh sorry, sorry, sorry. Lots of technical stuff. Okay, it's okay, Naman. All right. Anyway, anyway, um, what was I saying? Um um more and more uh G- Jesus, if the more I study Jesus and, and the way the way he preached, and the way he lived, there is a respect, some sort of respect for people who don't believe the same beliefs. That, that, that here, what I'm learning is that because God is building a kingdom that embraces everybody, the fact that you are made in the image and likeness of God, you deserve my respect. Now, do you believe in God? Do you even pray? Um, th- that's another problem, and that's going to be your problem. What I'm here for is to love you, and God will be the one to change you. Many times, again, I quote him often. Gandhi always says, uh, no, no, you hear me always saying that about uh, this quote from Gandhi, that Gandhi said, if, if only the world can see the Christ of the Christians, they will convert. But many times because of our judgmental attitude, because we, we tend to judge very quickly and we condemn people who don't believe the same beliefs and, and sad. This is very sad because this is prevalent in, in, in a lot of Christian groups, in a lot of Christian organizations. Uh, but but Gandhi said, but the, the sad thing is that the world has seen the Christians of Christ and they walk away. They walk away. Jesus. Is always inviting us. Whether you believe this or not, whether you are a believer, whether you are a Jew, a Gentile, whatever faith you're from, the invitation of God is open to everyone. Come to the feast. Come to the table. Amen. Dive Matthew chapter twenty-two, verse one. It 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 reads. uh, Jesus also told them about told them other parables. Remember last week we said that this is a set of three parables. Uh, we discussed the first parable two weeks ago, last week, the second parable, and today we're gonna discuss the third parable. And uh, the first parable is a tale of two sons, na two sons, to go out, and then the tenants in the vineyard, where they uh manhandled uh the, the sun. And then today we are going to talk about the third parable, which is about the wedding banquet. Okay, the wedding banquet. What you can see from the three parables that was that 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 we took up uh where the, the two parables that we took up and the parable that we're going to take up now is is there's always there's always um an upper hand and an and, and and then a lower hand um uh, there's always a top dog and there's always an underdog and here when when Matthew writes this from from what uh, the series of events that have happened um here you can see that Um, Yes, God embraces everyone, but God has a special place in his heart for underdogs. God always favors the underdog. Why? Because it is when we are weakest that is when we are strongest. It is when we we cannot take care or cannot defend ourselves, you have God who will be with you. In fact, he says, be still and know that I am God. I speak to those who feel that They don't have enough power anymore. You you, you don't have enough steam to continue living life the way you should. God is saying, be still and know that I am God. If you feel like you're an underdog, don't worry because I have a special place in my heart for people like you, and I will be delivering you. Vengeance is mine, says God. Vengeance is mine, says God. All right? Remember. If you feel like you're an underdog, God is fighting beside you, and, uh, and, and your victory is coming. Your victory is coming. Let's read verse 2. He said, and this is a parable already, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to to come okay so so there you have a king and uh, he was preparing for the wedding and he invited people already in fact he invited then gave them advanced word and uh, he even sent out a message again to remind them uh, to notify those who were invited so parang it's a reminder so parang save the date or he sent something click the link and uh, you will be brought to this uh, site where, where there's information about the wedding. But they all refused to come. No one actually came. Sad. Sad. Let's read from verse 4. So he sent other servants to tell them. So it's no longer an email. It's no longer uh, a, a, a social media post. He sent them servants to tell them the feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. So, so he he put out a social media post with all the food there. Lechon baka, lechon baboy, lechon manok, and all all the all the, uh, the the wonderful stuff. Lahat ng klase pampabata. Um, they, they, they had it and, and, and then they they flaunted it and they showed it to the world um, and, and with an invitation come come hindi ba kayo natatakam may mga iba-ibang okay but 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 they did not come obviously brothers and sisters um, when when these things happen when you, I, I don't know if you can relate with me, but there are times when you say that, "Oh yes, I'm coming," but you're actually not. You, <laughs> uh, you, 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 you knew from the very first time that he, you were invited, that you cannot make it. And, but, but, but in life, you know, again, there's, there are lots of choices, and God is always inviting us. And many times in reality, brothers, sisters, real talk, lang, many times when we hear God's invitation, okay. Not, not audibly from the voice of God, but when we see that there's an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to go to church, go to mass, an opportunity to, to, to be uh, you know, taking care of our spiritual lives, many times we decline, not because we don't like, we don't want to attend. It's just that there are two things that stop us from doing so. I'd like to believe that every person has a, something good in him or in her, that no one wakes up in, in the morning and says, I don't want to follow God today. I'm going to say no to all these invitations. I don't believe that because I believe that you are good. You are listening to me. I believe that you are good. I believe that you have a good heart because you were made in the image and likeness of God. Many times, two things, two temptations stop us from responding Two temptations stop us from saying yes. Temptation number one is distraction. Distraction. What is distracting you today? There are so many things. They uh, The scientific study says that we have a billion a billion uh, stimuli. Right? Yeah, stimuli every day bombarding us. Now, it really just is up to us which stimuli to respond to, and many times were distracted. Let's continue reading from verse 5. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way. There you go, went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. So they thought, and they thought, and they saw that that the other things that they're doing is more important than the invitation. Ay, 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 panahon para dyan. Ay, 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 dami kong ginagawa. Do, do, do you know people who say that? Ay, daming ginagawa. Ay, wag na lang. Mag-feastayin ako, pwede ba? Next week na lang. Hindi ako, ano eh. Ay, mag-share pa. Ay, naku, share pa. Dami kong ginagawa. Ayaw ako nga mag-click. Distraction. In life, brothers and sisters, and, and because of that, Many times in the area of, of, of whatever we are allowing the world to distract, you know, in, in, in that particular area, mo, m- more often than not, is that we end up having um, or, or, or showing mediocre effort. So, sabi nga nila, what you don't have time for is not your priority. Um. I, I read somewhere that if you don't have time for something now, it's not because you don't have time. It's just because you're not making time for it. And uh, one day, one day when you realize that you really need to do that, you will find time. Okay? So, so, it, it, and, and, and this is the, the, the recipe for mediocrity, for, for doing things half-heartedly, half-baked. Kulang. like like you cook rice but but you're a few minutes away from getting perfect rice and you turned it off already hindi in in tagalog hindi na inin you you, you you get me okay now in life brothers and sisters the most common enemy of the best is not the worst the common enemy of the best is the good there's a, an enemy called average. And and many times when we give half-hearted responses, okay, when we respond in a half-hearted manner, we become average. Okay. And and the you know the, the, the deadliest weapon of the devil, okay, is not lust or the, the sins, greed, etc. It's just destruction. The devil will just say, okay, okay, we, we don't have to do much. We'll just have to distract them. How many times of you are you being distracted every day? Every day in your in your in your life. How many times? That you're supposed to do one thing, but you got distracted. You know, same is true in government. You you you're here, you 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 you're in government to 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 serve, but you get distracted by all these things and all these temptations. Okay, guard your heart. Temptation number two, okay, according to their response, is diabolical. Evil, evil, okay. Uh, let's read from verse 6. Other seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. You say, oh my goodness, they killed them. That's very evil. Diabolical talaga. And and when when Matthew writes killing them, and in the parable, um, there's more than just to getting them and killing them physically. Because you know that scripture also tells us that when you look at someone with anger in your heart, you're already killing them. Okay? And and, and I, I believe that this killing part, killing them, gives reference to sin. Because sin gives you slow death. Sin starts small and you don't realize it. It starts small and then you get desensitized. And then you're ready to commit the next sin, which is graver and will bother you for a longer time. But eventually, if you continue doing that, you get desensitized until such time when you don't feel anything when you sin anymore. So sin starts small. But if you don't fight sin, it is is going to snowball. One day you may find yourself fighting against God himself. If you don't nip it in the bud, one day you will find out (laughs) the hard way and the painful way that you are already deep into sin. So what are you going to do about it? But there's good news about that, and we'll talk about it some other time, that the Bible says that when sin abounds, grace abounds even more. And this is God's recovery plan. This is God's recovery plan, to make sure that we have the capacity to recover, not on our own, but because of his grace. Okay? All right? So there, sin. Let's continue reading verse 7. The king was furious. No one came. They killed the, the, the messengers. There, the king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. <coughs> um the, the the parable you know if you're just going to take this on face from uh, face value you will say what kind of a king is that what kind of uh, uh what kind of um god is he because you will think that the king is uh, equal equals to god uh, the king is a representation of god but but you know what in in ancient jews lit, in in ancient jewish literature parables were not meant to be perfect analogies okay um matthew was just driving home a point okay and then jesus you know from jesus's words uh matthew understood that because of their culture okay so so there's a lot to to under to try to 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 learn from that 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 the verse that we just read that the king uh, got angry. He was furious. He was angry that he sent out people to kill. Again, uh, this has this is this has sin involved in it, etc., etc. So we will continue. And he said to his servants, and this is crazy. No one came to the wedding, so this was what he did. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. I invited guests, nagpakain ako, ready name pagkain. Hi, now go out to the street, corners, and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. I remember one time we had this party. Um, I had the privilege of uh, directing and producing the, thir- the, the 35th concert, of uh, the 35th anniversary concert. Of the asian institute of management and we did it in the glory in the in in um, uh, green belt lagoon uh, there's a lagoon there right in the middle and we were the second group who used that you know that was in 2003 i think um and uh for you to attend the party you have to pay a fee but but you know what we had so much food we had so much food that in the beginning all those who are going to eat were asked for stubs but we had so much food brothers and sisters that we decided the organizers decided okay uh, where are we going to bring all these food you know we, we 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 can't finish them so the organizers decided to just invite everyone invite everyone walking along greenbelt come on let them in so they had their fill of uh, lechon baka etc etc et so we didn't we didn't We didn't care anymore at that time, whether you're from AIM or whether you're an alumnus of AIM or whether you're, uh, you know, you're from what office. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter anymore. What we wanted to do was to invite people. And this is the same, same thing that happened here. Okay. Um, again, Jesus, God is inviting everyone. God is building a kingdom that embraces everyone. Jesus said the good and the bad are both invited to the feast okay so remember the story the, the our, our, our our salvation history okay so you have the jews the chosen people and they were the first ones and they had pref they they, they had preferential treatment okay but but uh, you know because the jews rejected jesus this is a, this is something about that this parable is about that because they rejected jesus even if they already knew who he was and uh, they they already have the scripture supporting that, they rejected Jesus. And uh, what happened? They started and they said, let's invite the others. Let's open the doors to the Gentiles. Okay. And and, uh, many times, brothers and sisters, the reason why we don't say yes to God's invitation is because we take God's love for granted. We think that it's always there. And that's not the right way of thinking. What I'm telling you, when I talk to you about grace, when I talk to you about God's love, when I talk to you about how much God is willing to forgive you and how God forgives you every single time, you you know, it's not a license to sin. It's not a license for us to take God's love for granted and saying, Nandiyan naman yan. naman ni," eh. Diba? If you have a swimming pool in your house, um, the first time you you know you, you you transfer to your house um you you will you will enjoy the swimming pool but after some time after some time you'll take it for granted because it's always there it's always there so you need to take care okay let's not take god's love for granted okay let's let's continue reading but when the king another thing you know another crazy thing so he he invited everyone so pumasok na when the king came into the meet in, in to meet the guests, okay, so they were already inside. They were having fun, they were having a feast, la 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 la. They were singing, uh, they were singing, akim gam yakad. so so they were they were uh if if you're you've been if you've been attending charismatic prayer meetings uh for a long time already, you know that song. Okay. So the king went there. So verse 11 says, but when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. He came, he did not come in the proper attire. I believe that Jesus was not expecting, uh, the king was not expecting all of his guests to, to be wearing, you know, formal, super formal attire. But I think that he, was expecting them to at least be decent, okay? And uh, again, let's let's look at the analogy and the, the metaphor, okay? Here, when you come not dressed, okay? This is what I believe. When you come not dressed like that man, uh, the king was saying, or, or, or Matthew was trying to convey to us, that you, when you come to a feast, when you attend the feast, when you come to a party, when you come... To the Lord's table, you have to, you know, okay, it's, you have to be dressed properly, but more than that, you have to be disposed to receive from Him, you have to be disposed to be blessed. And 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 uh, when 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 the king was telling this guy, You're not dressed, why, why are you here? You knew why are you here? You're not dressed, you know. The, the, the real message is that you're here. But where's your heart? You're here, but are you disposed to, to receive blessing? You're here, but are you here for the right reason? Jesus does not bring a tax collector into the kingdom and, you know, because of wrong disposition, the tax collector will remain a tax collector. Jesus will not call a sinner and because of uh, a wrong disposition, remain a sinner. God does not tell you to be clean before you come to me. But Jesus, but God is expecting. And this is what God wants you to do. God wants you to come to him so that he can change you. But you have to be and you have to have the right disposition. Are you getting me? The right disposition. But many times out of because of our human frailty, we can't do that. That is why God is. Ah, I I am just so awed by the love of God. God initiates. God runs after us. And, and, and when we're already there, when, when we're already in the feast, and, and we still lack and we still cannot, God does, he will find a way. And, and that's when God's grace will kick in. Let this be your prayer today, a prayer of humility. A prayer of acknowledging that that without God, we are nothing. Can you pray this with me? Lord, I want to change, but I can't do it on my own. That's why I'm here at your party of abundance, because there's an abundance of mercy here. God is inviting you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're coming from. God is inviting you. And when you feel that you're inadequate, when you get there, when you feel that you're underdressed, you can always come to God and say that prayer. Say that prayer. You know, God's love is not so much unconditional as it is unconditioned. Okay, two things you have to rem- understand. Un- un- unconditioned means it's unmerited. And undeserved. That's God's grace. That's God's unconditioned love. That, that it doesn't look at people. It does not respect pe- It's no respecter of persons. It, it doesn't care whether you're big or you're small, you're rich or you're poor. Because, because God, from, from where Jesus was, all of us were all on the same level. From where, from where Jesus was on the cross when he looked down, all of us are on the same level and, and uh, all of us need God's grace. So it's unconditioned love. While unconditional means it non-reciprocal, you continue to give it, even if you don't get uh, requited love. Even if it's non-reciprocal, you continue to give it. But I believe that God's unconditioned love is there for you. And just like that man, God is waiting for an answer, but that man did not have an answer. His love, brothers and sisters, demands a response. Will you accept his love? Will you accept his love? And will you allow his love to change you? Scripture tells us that it is your kindness that will lead us to repentance. It is because, O Lord God, that you love us so much and because of this love that you so freely gave us we now respond and give you love we now respond and try to love you but many times we're 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 weak and we fail and we rely on your grace john chapter 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Belief, brothers and sisters, is a state of trusting. You know that you can trust that person, and your belief, you put everything on it this i believe that god loves me very much this i believe that god sent his son for me that's why jesus shared all these parables and you know what all parables in the bible they're about jesus that's how interconnected the word of god is all stories allegories oh you know if you're going to study the bible you're going to see and find out that everything that happens, every development leads to one Jesus. Leads to one Jesus. And I want to bring your attention to the verse number verse 2 of uh, our Matthew 22. This Story, this parable is a, It's really about God's love. It's really about God's love for you and for me. You know why I know? Because this parable started out with a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. We have a God who is willing to prepare a wedding feast for us. Look, a great wedding feast. That's why we're enjoined by the Bible. We're uh, admonished by the Bible to love one another and to, uh, you know, to to love one another. Husbands, love your wives as as, uh, Christ loved his church, his bride. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And that's the same way that God wants us to understand and to know that he is committed to us that he actually married us. Jesus is committed to you. He believes in you. He trusts in you. God trusts you more than you trust yourself. God trusts you more than you trust yourself. And his invitation for you to come to the feast is always fresh. It's a daily thing. If you're having a bad day, when the clock strikes 12.01 a.m., There's a new invitation for you to come to the feast. But in your weakness, God understands. In your weakness, you can pray to the Lord. I want to end by inviting you to pray this with me. The prayer that I said earlier, let's pray this together. Let's pray this together. I'm going to pray it slowly, and you can say it with me. Okay? God is inviting us. God is inviting us to the feast. Come. God is inviting us to the table. And I say, it says, Come, let us reason. No matter how red your sins are, I will make you whiter than snow. Come. Come. Pray this with me Lord, I want to change, but I can't do it on my own. That's why I'm here at your party of abundance because there's an abundance of mercy here. Father, I pray for all those who prayed that prayer. Father, I pray that you show us what your grace really is. Your grace, O Lord God, that meets us where we are, and doesn't leave us where it found us. Father, make us realize how important and how how central grace is in our lives as Jesus followers. I pray for all those who cannot who do not have strength to give do not have strength to fight, to believe. We stand in the gap for them, O Lord God, especially during this time. Father, we will be still and know that you are God. When we don't have strength, we know that you do. When we don't have enough joy, we know that your joy will be our strength. And when we don't have enough strength, we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is our prayer in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph/radio.